a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Story Connect, the podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Smith. My guest today is Laura Withers, the Director of Communications for NTCA, the Rural Broadband Association. Laura oversees the association's strategic communications, marketing, media relations, publications, and new media initiatives. She served previously as NTCA's communications manager and has a background in journalism and public relations. How are you today, Laura? I'm great, Stephen. Thank you. Uh, great, great to have you on Story Connect, the podcast. We're going to jump right into our conversation today and uh, looking forward to having you at Story Connect uh, conference coming up in September. And there you're going to be discussing a new initiative from NTCA. It's your certified gig-capable provider program. Tell our listeners about this program, how it came about, and, and what are some of the main goals of it? Well, thanks for this opportunity to tell you about it. It's actually something that uh, we're really excited about and have just launched within the last uh, month or so. And this program was really um, one of uh, our CEO, uh, Shirley Bloomfield's key uh, priorities for 2015, and also something that uh, our board of directors and several of our committees were very interested in seeing NTCA do. Uh, we, we received a lot of feedback from our members um, before shaping up this program, and many of them were saying, uh, we need something to really recognize the companies uh, supporting rural networks that have built out their networks to be capable of providing a gigabit of uh, internet speed, and uh, really it's because there's more companies doing this than maybe we even know about and uh, really just need to bring more awareness to the companies that are providing this service and give them an opportunity as well to promote uh, this gigabit capability in their own communities and amongst their own customers and sort of bolster their marketing and branding activities um, at the local level. So the focus of the program is really twofold. It's to help our members brand themselves as gig-capable providers on the cutting edge of technology and really providing the Internet's fastest speeds, and then also to help NTCA show others uh, in our industry and um, really all across the country here in Washington, um, among policymakers and, and the general public, how independent telecom providers in rural America are really leading efforts in their own communities to provide these advanced broadband capabilities. Okay. Well, thank you, Laura. Um, describe for us the uh, the process. If a telecommunications provider sees this as a great opportunity for them to take part in the national uh, national branding efforts and become uh, GIG certified through NTCA, what are the steps they have to take to do that? Sure. Well, we actually tried to make this a very easy process and make the requirements pretty simple. 
And so it really starts with visiting our website where we've posted the application uh, process and also the guidelines, including the criteria for becoming a certified uh, provider. And so um, you're going to want to go to ntca.org slash gig certified. And on that page, you will see a few things. You'll see a link to the application, which is just a PDF application that you can print out or even fill in on um, your computer. And then you will see some guidelines, uh, which includes the criteria for um, how to be eligible to be a gig-capable provider. And um, just real quick on the criteria, um, really it's, it's three, uh, three basic things. First, uh, you need to be a member of NTCA. Second, um, we ask that you um, self-certify that you have deployed technology that um, is able to provide 95% of your exchange, and it could be one exchange or more than one exchange, with gigabit capability. And then we also ask that that gigabit capability be commercially available, meaning the company is offering it to that exchange and um, hopefully proactively marketing um, gigabit service to customers in that exchange. And then lastly, we ask for a letter that uh, might be from an engineering firm or some other independent source that was involved in the company's network planning and deployment to, um, to just certify that, that the company's network has been built out to provide a gigabit of capability uh, in that particular exchange. So those sort of three pieces of criteria are what we ask for in the application process. And then um, once those uh, have been um, checked off the list and a company is ready to send in an application, we have an email address they can email that PDF application to or they can mail it to us here in Arlington. And uh, there's also a, a payment involved, a small fee of $250, really just to cover our administrative expenses of administering the program. And once we receive all of that information, um, it goes into a review process here. And it should be pretty simple for us to see if they've met that criteria and uh, be able to certify them. You know, it seems like uh, not too long ago that as an industry, we're all excited about moving from DSL technology to fiber to the home. And uh, those early speeds now are uh, seem so slow compared to all the conversation that we're hearing about uh, the gig. Why do you think, Laura, that there are so many rural telecommunication providers that are offering the gig? And what kind of impact do you think such high-speed connections are really going to have in rural America? Well, it's a great question, and it's funny. We actually asked the very same question in the application process uh, because, as I mentioned, part of this is also a storytelling exercise for us to be able to share why each company has decided to go for a gig and provide that level of service to their community. And you'll see, you know, in each company's application, they seem to have uh, a variety of reasons and unique to each location uh, that they serve. One common thread that we've seen is economic development. And these companies are committed to helping their individual communities and their region um, build a stronger workforce 
and help bring more businesses into town and into their uh, regions. You know, one application I was just looking at this morning um, talks about not only retaining and recruiting businesses, but also recruiting homeowners and uh, new residents to their community by providing this level of internet capability. Uh, that may be somebody who is looking to retire, but maybe work from home and needs to have the ability to watch um, HD videos or be uploading huge files, um, you know, dealing with a lot of um, uh, capacity needs for different types of media. Um, and then, of course, on the business side, a lot of these companies are helping their communities and their regions um, build uh, things like uh, telemedicine capabilities, helping their local hospitals be able to share uh, uh, files that would not otherwise be shared across a network that couldn't support a gigabit of capacity. And that's allowing them to really focus on uh, not only helping their existing customers and businesses in town have the latest uh, technology, but also bringing new businesses and new industries to their regions. So I think that if you ask me about the impact on rural America, what I would love to see is more large industries looking at rural communities for, uh, you know, for where they're going to locate to build uh, new, uh, new factories, new um, headquarters, uh, that have otherwise had to be in an urban area because of the services available in urban communities. And just to your point about Google Fiber and some of the others providing a gig, I think it's uh, just a lack of awareness on the uh, local independent providers that in some cases have been providing a gigabit of capacity for years, but just don't have the footprint that Google or other larger carriers have and um, may not have a, a, a way to um, make, raise awareness of that uh, capability. So that's part of this project as well, is to be able to put those locations on a map and uh, raise awareness of these independent providers um, and maybe even share that information with other industries that would be interested in locating there or at least considering that region for um, development of a, a new business. I read an article uh, not too long ago in the Site Selection magazine that, uh, you know, really I think has become common knowledge that uh, a broadband Internet connection is really now just as important as having a transportation system, a reliable electric supply. It's, it's one of those things that when site selectors look at a community and they're going down a list of things that they have to have, uh, broadband is definitely on that list now. And so from what you're seeing uh, with the um, the member systems who are part of NTCA, that they're really leveraging this in their communities as a, uh, as a way, I guess, to level the playing field in terms of economic development, job recruitment, right? Sure. And, and really also to get them excited about, you know, shouting this from the rooftops and, and really owning the uh, great accomplishments of becoming uh, gigabit capable, uh, a lot of these companies have put years uh, into building these networks out and improving them such that they are able to provide this level of service. I know many of our member companies tell me that 
they've been in build out projects that took five or 10 years to complete and a lot of foresight on the, on the part of the, the management to see a need for this kind of capability and to start planning and, and building for it. And so really now we're seeing the fruits of their labor in terms of, of networks that are either fully uh, fiber built out or somewhere near that, 80 90% fiber, and in certain exchanges able to provide a, a gigabit of service to their customers. And they're really doing this at a time when not only in urban areas, but I would imagine in rural, rural areas as well, consumers may not even be um, ready for a gig and they may be you know, considering it, but uh, it's really ahead of the time. And so I think uh, a lot of these groups that have built out their networks over the last uh, several years have um, not only caught up with where consumer demand is, but are actually ahead of consumer demand and well-positioned to support those changing uh, consumer demands over the next couple of years. You know, technology moves faster than any of us can keep pace with, but I think um, whereas we're talking about gigabit today and, and uh, consumers not fully necessarily, necessarily fully embracing it, who knows where we'll be in a year from now. We could all... Um, you know, be hungry for that kind of a feed um, based on our internet habits. Yeah, that's true. I think the the um, habits of the average homeowner are really staggering when we compare it to just a few years ago. It's been so transitional that perhaps we haven't even realized that we're sitting here today. You know, the average homeowner may have, if they have a couple of kids in the house especially, you know, one afternoon they may have eight or 10 devices connect to their, connected to their uh, Wi-Fi. And that certainly requires a lot more bandwidth than, than we had available just a few years ago. The big driver of that is video. And another thing we hear from our members is that uh, video capacity is, is taking up more space on their networks. And uh, that seems to only be growing. And I would imagine with kids on iPads and things like that, the uh, video is just going to continue to take up more space on these rural networks. Um, so it's great that they, you know, have the capability to support that. It's it's hard to know uh, when that capacity is going to even take over the entire uh, network to the point where they're going to have to continue making improvements on it in the future. But video is certainly growing in popularity hugely in these rural communities as it is everywhere in the country. Right. And it seems like we hear every week an announcement of another uh, network or some content provider uh, launching their own uh, standalone, you know, app-based uh, programs such as the, you know, HBO and ABC. So I think as we continue to see that happen, it's only going to continue to tax those networks for sure. Now, if um, if a telco is uh, listening to this, or they are uh, they're at Story Connect conference or uh, one of your conferences, and they're learning more about this uh, gig certification, I'm I'm wondering what kind of um, what kind of opportunities are they going to see to, to use this, I guess, to bring more attention to what they're doing? I know they're going to get the authorization to use your uh, logo. Are they going to be listed on a website somewhere? And what are some other things that this program will, will help them with in terms of marketing their gig service? That's a great question and um, something we thought long and hard about before we launched this because... Uh, we did not want to undervalue 
the benefit of NTCA as a national association drawing attention to these companies that are going above and beyond. But we also didn't want to overdo it with too much, uh, too much work, too much um, stuff that would, you know, make us all run around like crazy. Um, and I actually went to the NTCA Marketing Committee, uh, which is a group of, of great people that I get to uh, work with, and uh, asked for some feedback from them. And of course, they are the marketing managers and the marketing coordinators at, at their companies um, who are actually implementing marketing campaigns and would be the ones um, making decisions and recommendations about how to market a new gigabit service offering. And they said that they really just wanted the ability to align themselves with this national campaign, this national effort through use of the gig certified logo that we had um, created for not only our own marketing of this program, but um, so that we can share that logo with the certified companies. And then they also wanted a press release and some kind of outreach to the industry and, and to the media that follow our industry uh, once the company has been certified to let them know uh, a little bit about this company and to draw more attention to this accomplishment uh, that they've been able to achieve a gigabit capability in their service territory. So that was uh, sort of the two uh, main focuses of the benefits that a company will receive by becoming certified. We will uh, build on that by um, creating a website that uh, lists all the companies and even possibly, like I said, places them on a map that would be a, a resource for even people outside of our industry to see where these groups are located and a little bit about them and their network capability. And then, you know, we'll also look for opportunities to recognize them at industry conferences and, and definitely um, during some of our meetings coming up. We're trying to see how many companies um, we can get certified sort of in the next uh, three months and are looking for opportunities to possibly draw more attention to these, uh, these companies during an event at our Rural Telecom Industry Meeting and Expo, um, which is going to be in... Orlando in February 2016. So those are some ways that we'll be raising more awareness of these companies, not only within the NTCA membership, but hopefully outside of our, our industry as well. And uh, we can only grow from there. But uh, definitely the companies will receive some materials from us, um, including a, a nice certificate congratulating them on, on achieving this accomplishment. Looking at maybe one or two uh, promotional items, too, that we might be able to provide them on their behalf, and, and then also giving them some tools to use that logo and some of the artwork that we have created in their own promotional efforts, and maybe take that and, and put it on uh, posters or you know, bumper stickers or T-shirts or even go as far as maybe doing a billboard or something that would align with their own marketing of their gigabit capability. Well, that's excellent. It sounds like the telcos will have a lot of support in terms of the the logo and, and in the national program, but that they'll also have, let's say, a lot of flexibility in how they apply that on the local level. Yeah, and we know that our members work with uh, with groups like yours that help them, you know, launch new services and market them, and so we really don't want to inhibit that by holding the uh, the logo back uh, in any way. So we uh, very much encourage these companies to use it however they see fit 
and hopefully um, we'll kind of hit that sweet spot and be able to align what we're doing with what they're doing in their own communities through their own marketing efforts. Well, it will certainly be exciting to see how uh, this program gets started and those who get certified initially, how they're going to uh, implement that in their companies. And those who are interested in learning more can certainly attend the Story Connect conference September 14th through 16th in Chattanooga, Tennessee. You can learn more about that at www.storyconnect.com. Uh, Laura, I believe you will be there on Monday, September the 14th making the presentation about the Gig Certified program, and we certainly look forward to having you there. Uh, give us the, that web address again for uh, people to learn more about your program. Sure. It's ntca.org slash gig certified. Excellent. So head on over to that website and uh, learn more about this uh, new initiative from NTCA. My guest today has been uh, Laura Withers. She is the Director of Communications for NTCA the Rural Broadband Association. Laura, thank you for your time, and we look forward to seeing you at the Story Connect conference in September. Well, I look forward to seeing all of you as well. Thank you. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.